0: Hey there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Wine Stains Podcast. This is a space for unfiltered conversations about life and business. And in today's episode, I'm gonna be interviewing my husband, Connor, about his recent experience completing the 29029 challenge. So let's get into it. Mount Everest ain't got shit on me. Mount Everest ain't got shit on me. Cause I'm on top of the world. I'm on top of the world yeah March the by ain't got shit on
1: me you can touch the sky but you ain't got shit on me cause I'm on top of the world, I'm on top of the world, yeah <laughs>
0: I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling pretty pumped up after that intro.
1: You sound pumped up. <laughs> um, So that was Mount Everest by Labyrinth, which is essentially the song that I've had on repeat since conquering that mother truck in Mount Everest in, well, not the real Mount Everest, but in um, the 29029 Challenge at the Snow Basin Resort in Huntsville, Utah. Mount Everest ain't got my
0: Okay, well, we talked about it a little bit in episode eight. So, to catch anybody up to speed, briefly, Connor, what is the 29029 challenge?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. You know, um, when I was out there on the mountain. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so, the 29029 29 challenge is essentially so 29029, 29,000 29 feet is the elevation of Mount Everest. And so, basically, the uh, the 29029 team, they find a mountain each year, a couple mountains, and they essentially map it out where you've got 36 hours to go up this mountain X amount of times. For us at the Snow Basin Resort in Huntsville, Utah, which was about an hour outside of Salt Lake City, you had to ascent 13 times. So you, you go up, it's about 2.3, 2.4 miles per ascent. And then you gondola down, and it's about a 15-minute ride. So you, you go up 13 times, gondola down 13 times, and then bada-bing, bada-boom, you have essentially climbed your own little Mount Everest.
0: Amazing. And how long was each, like, climb? Like, about both distance-wise and about, like, on average, how long did it take each person?
1: Um, well, for the elite athletes like myself, we... Um, <laughs> <Okay>.
0: <laughs> this is going well. Yeah.
1: So um, for... Well, the average time they tell you it's 90 minutes. So it takes you about an hour and a half per ascent. Uh, then you have to factor in the 15 minute gondola ride, any breaks at the top. But um, when you start out, there is, well, do you want me to go into that? Uh Sure. Yeah. Or do you want me to kind of backtrack, give you more of a story?
0: Uh I just was first trying to get the the estimated time per percent and then like the mileage. You said it's like two something miles per cent.
1: Well the, well, the estimated time percent is 90 minutes, but- It's like 2.3 or 4 miles, 2.4 miles up. But I think we covered, we ended up covering just over or just, I think just over 30 miles total in that 36 hours.
0: Yeah. Pretty crazy. So you kind of came into this spontaneously. Like we talked about in episode eight and there was like a last minute opening on the team, you kind of went back and forth about whether you should do it, ultimately decided to join in. So you hadn't really had time to do a ton of research or like look at training plans or anything like that. So what like were your expectations going into it?
1: Um, I love this because, so have you ever given an interview before? Yes. You have? When? Oh, I guess you do it all the time. Yeah. We like see you at brunch and stuff. Um, It's weird to have this sort of back and forth as a husband and wife especially with you looking at me like that <laughs> you're smiling i think you feel like you're on camera right now Is you a brunch uh maybe yeah a little bit
0: maybe i don't know
1: okay well what was the question
0: i just take my role as an interviewer seriously, you really do it's kind of intimidating i think bit. it's more so probably once again like i talk about on every single episode it probably just more so ties into my uh job as a copywriter like i literally interview people all week long in our kickoff calls like about their brand and stuff and i just like get really into it and i'm serious you know what i mean
1: sure yeah totally understand so what was the question
0: oh boy um what were your expectations going into the challenge
1: um my expectations going into the challenge were uh, i don't know that i really had any expectations i knew that i was going to go climb a mountain Honestly, that's what I thought. I'm going to go walk up this mountain. Like,
0: um, okay, for me, when I go on a trip or I'm doing something, I always, like, have it, like, pictured in my head. Usually the way that I'm picturing it is, like, totally wrong. So were you expecting, like, steep inclines? Were you picturing, like, rocky gravel? No,
1: I'm I'm a much more simple man than that. (laughs) I was not... I don't know what I was anticipating. Not a whole lot of
0: visualization. Happening. Zero visualization.
1: <laughs> right. I just knew that I had to climb a mountain thirteen times, and whatever the mountain looked like, that's where I was going to go. Um, I will say though, when we first got to the mountain, and you look at that first, um, the first section there, which is the most difficult at Snow Basin. Uh, it was definitely like one of those, oh, crap moments. Like, what did I get myself into? I've never seen a mountain that steep. Um, so that was that was sort of a shock to my system that night beforehand. But we were, I mean, what was I going to do? Go home? Yeah. You know, true. I was there. I was ready to go. Um, and then to just kind of take a look at the caliber of athlete that was there, though. I mean, there were some pretty in shape people that you could tell have been training for like a lifetime for this moment. And I was just showing up two weeks before with practically no training, but at the same time, I I've basically not drank for the past nine or ten months. I've been exercising. I'm a decently fit person, so I, I wasn't necessarily because it's also like when you um I forget what what story I'm trying to think of, but it's like when you go somewhere and you like look around, whether it's like a challenge, and it's like, well, if that person can do it, I can do it because there were also a lot of people like that there. I was like, dude, if that person can do it, I I better damn well sure be able to do this thing. Um, and sure enough, I did the damn thing. So when we got there, um, we flew into Salt Lake City, I rented a car. And when I rented the car, I'm like driving down the highway and you know, when you hear a flat tire, it's like that initial like, the, I heard that, but then I was like, I like the tire looked okay. So I kind of ignored it. Um,
0: How far did you drive from the time that you felt the flat tire?
1: I mean, it was a pretty short distance before I started okay, to to at least hear it. But then you. like, but then like I was like, so I was looking cause again, we're in Virginia beach. We don't have mountains. And so I was just like looking at rubberneck and looking at the mountains. I really wasn't thinking about it. Um, and listening to some country music, I was exhausted. You know, it was one of those days where you wake up at three thirty AM to oh, get to the and airport. Did you
0: have a, a very nice wife that took you to the airport at three o'clock in the you morning? You
1: act like that's so like outside. Oh, I've the, told
0: two or three women about it since. And they're like, Oh my gosh, she didn't take an Uber
1: who uh, what women i'm about to call them out now
0: wives wives i would not just caitlin women.
1: i would never ever think if you had a flight to say oh just catch an uber
0: oh because it doesn't work in reverse
1: i can't believe that that like blows my mind um so yeah no i didn't yeah, take a freaking be uber because you know why i don't you know why i don't do the uber thing in that early in the morning because you don't know number one who's in your uber and like At 3.30 in the morning, that person could have been out all night drinking and then just decided to go Uber. Like, I'm, no, I'm not taking that chance. Well,
0: and just Virginia Beach. It's not like we have a ton of Ubers everywhere anyways. So you kind of wake up at 3 in the morning and are like hoping that, you know, one's going to be at your house within the next 10 to 15 minutes. What do you mean
1: it's a Virginia Beach thing?
0: No, I'm saying like if if you don't live in like a big city, like your likelihood of having a lot of Uber drivers running around at 3 in the morning is – Slimmer. Yeah,
1: more of a lift person anyway. Um, oh just gosh. kidding. I don't think I've ever used a lift. Um, but you know, like three thirty in the morning. Uh, <laughs> you just but,
0: said that like it was so obscure. <laughs> I don't think I've ever used a lift before.
1: Yeah, what am I poor? What do I use lift?
0: I don't know. So-
1: No, I'm joking. They're
0: literally the same thing.
1: Well, No, see, that's an incorrect use of the word literally, which is so common in today's environment. I'm glad we're having this conversation now. Literally means literally, like the thing. That would be like saying a tiger is literally the same thing as an elephant.
0: Business plan, essentially, they're literally the same thing. Like the function of the company, they do the same thing. That's what I meant. They They have different faces, but they do the same thing.
1: What do you mean by faces?
0: What do you mean by uh, brand, that, Caitlin? Brands, like logos, names. Mm.
1: Yeah, so like Louis Vuitton is the same thing as Coca-Cola, right? In this world no, we're living in? because
0: Coca-Cola sells Coca-Cola, Louis Vuitton sells designer handbags.
1: You don't know that. Um, so it's 3.30 in the morning, up. I get up. And I guess I'm so blessed to have my wife take me to the airport. <laughs> like I didn't even think about that. Um, maybe I'm selfish. Maybe I should have taken an Uber. Um, let me know in the comments below, like subscribe and tell me what you think. You know what? actually that, that is, that is a good, like, I am really like kind of flabbergasted by this. Like I want to know what, so maybe we would put this on the Instagram as a poll. Um, if your husband has an early flight, are you making him take an Uber or are you driving him to the airport?
0: Well, it was the return flight, which We're, we'll get did, did to. That's these, the one that got me.
1: Wait, the ret- are we talking about the return flight? or
0: Well, the- we've been talking about the departing flight, right. but I'm talking, the one that really got me was No, the but
1: the, I know that's the one that got you, but the one that you're talking about with the wives saying, I didn't take an Uber, oh, like both. it's some it's big both. thing. Okay. Now, do these do these wives have children?
0: Uh, I think so okay
1: so then that's okay yeah Duh. what do you know what are you gonna leave your kids I'll oh, take taking, taking your dad that's to the true. airport don't worry they'll sleep in so th- okay that's the that's the thing okay um, here
0: we go being clueless <laughs> yeah like
1: did you just do you leave your kids in bed while you take your husband I mean, to obviously the airport
0: We don't think that we just didn't think of that layer to it
1: um I just did Dodger took care of himself just fine when we left so dogs are d- dogs are literally the same thing as children in this context. okay so uh the 330 let you sit with that i I thought that was quite funny (laughs) all
0: all Mm. listeners ever
1: how am i gonna lose all listeners ever i'm a listener you ain't gonna lose me (laughs) i'm I'm gonna go down with this ship i'm getting fired up i just had kettle kettle corn and some honey um i love
0: just watching you spin out (laughs) what do you mean
1: spin out am i spinning out right now this is what spinning out (laughs) looks like um the name
0: of a movie that we watched that movie was crazy what spin out the ice skating movie
1: that was not called spin out and i think it was a television series
0: or spinning out i think it was spinning Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Yeah. So anyways, 3.30 in the morning, get up. I'm blessed beyond measure. Uh, My cup overfloweth with goodness that my wife hath thought thought to think so much highly of me to take me to the airport. And um, so, yeah, when we get there, you know, I'm in the car here, the kind of like the flat tire thing. I ignore it. I go. So, okay, here's the thing with the, the 29029 challenge. Thursday, the Thursday before, they've got like the uh the introduction night so everybody gets checked in, you, you're mingling, you're at the resort, you're looking at the mountain, you get the low down and all these things. But they also have a site um near the near base camp uh, at the resort with tents. So there's a lot of t- <laughs> Oh, that was weak. Um, <laughs> just looking at you mm, mm-hmm, <laughs> like you're like you're on CNBC right now. Thank you for making me feel important. Um so <laughs> <laughs> I um so there, there's a bunch of
0: just knew that you were <laughs> saying a hundred words to say there were tents <laughs> Oh
1: Oh, is I going am I going too fast or weird? Am I spinning out apparently? Um so there's tents on the site, and the tents are, are are really bare bone. And you know, the whole thinking is you have you have 36 hours, so you're really not gonna be in the tent. However, the guy that spearheaded the group um that we were a part of it was like twenty of us. Again, you heard me talk about it on the last podcast. We were all there in support of the Jones Project, um, and you know, kind of gr- rallying around, uh, rallying around to raise money and awareness for the Jones Project um, and tackling the twenty nine ninety nine challenge together. But. The goal is, or the thinking is, when you go there, you're going to stay in the tents. But the guy who spearheaded our group had done this challenge the year before, and he essentially realized that sleep deprivation is a real thing. So what he did is we actually rented out like almost like an an entire hotel um, called The Compass Rose in, in either Ogden or Huntsville, Utah, wherever we were. 10 out of 10 recommend The Compass Rose, super cool little hotel, about 15 minutes from Snow Basin. And so... Um, dropped all my stuff at the thing. Met up with the guys, and then we drove back to Snow Basin for you know the rally. It was really really cool. Um, and
0: Snow Basin is basically it's a ski resort. Snow so Basin is a like ski resort. a Lodge at the base of the mountain, mm-hmm. and that's where there was a gondola. Yes. there was just no snow on the mountain, but you were climbing up a, a ski mountain basically. It, yes,
1: yes. Okay. Exactly. Great observation. Astute. So when we get there, though, so the three founders, a guy named Mark, Jesse Itzler, and a dude named Colin O'Brady, and they've got a lot of coaches, a part of the 29029 team. And so we essentially had a like a little mastermind session when we got there everyone was crowded around and you know there was three or four coaches that gave 15 20 minute speeches so there was a, a coach who specialized and taught us how to uh, breathe breathe the right way so um, especially with being in thinner air higher altitude gave us a lot of breathing exercises to do although it was super funny like she w- she had us like breathe in and like pinch our nose and do like five squats and it was just funny to look around like everyone was like like almost passing out and then like could then like I'm breathing out of my 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 mouth like cheating and then like 20 minutes later like everyone's talking I'm like did y'all do that were y'all able to do those five squats because I thought I was like helpless I was like this is not good and everyone else said the same thing like yeah it was virtually impossible it was really funny to like hold your like you try it
0: to hold your breath and do five squats yeah
1: she, so one of the things she was basically just trying to train our breathing whatever so like hold like take a deep breath in pinch your nose do five squats but she would pause in between instructions so she'd say all right breathe and, and do this with me all right Caitlin you're gonna do it ready you want to stand up and do some squats here you go sure all right so Caitlin and and everybody can do this with me. So take a deep breath in. Now pinch your nose. And do five squats. <laughs> Three. <laughs> See, it's like impossible, right? Now, now do it one more time. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yep. Yep. So do it one more time. So, but a okay, deep breath in. Now pinch your nose. I do five squats. One, two, three, four, five. Were you breathing out? Were you breathing out of your mouth? I don't think so. Well, maybe there was a longer pause between instructions when she gave it to. But it was hilarious. So, anyways, so that person uh, taught us how to breathe the right way, um, and then another person, you know, talked about mindset. I think his name was Coach Chris, was super cool. And he actually had a really great quote um, that I actually wrote down. Um, and he was talking about uh, fear. And he goes, fear, because, you know, he he basically said, okay, guys, ra- You know, raise your hand or start throwing some things at me that you're afraid of. And so people were like, well, getting injured, not finishing on time, whatever. And he just goes, fear is a manifestation of where our comfort level ends. And I was like, dang, fear is a manifestation of where our comfort level ends. So so then he talked about getting outside of our comfort levels. And whenever we start to feel fear and anxiety and worry, that's because we're just off the deep end of what we're comfortable with. And I so wanted to say, I'm of the deep and So cue shallow, right? Um, But that was really cool. And then another quote about fear, you know, fear is the energy behind great work. So then it becomes, okay, how do we harness fear? And taking that fear, taking that anxiety that you feel and just redirecting it towards your hard work on the mountain. So it was really cool. And then... The star of the show, a guy by the name of Colin O'Brady, who is, again, one of the co-founders of the event, um, Colin has been everywhere lately. He has a book that's just come out, um, The 12-Hour Walk, but then he had another book come out. So anyway, this dude is legit. I just went to his website, colinobrady.com. He's a 10-time world record holder, top speaker, New York best-selling author And again, one of the co-founders of this event, Um, Colin is one of, I think he might be the only dude or person to travel or trek across Antarctica solo with no resupply. So he actually told us the story of that, where he got dropped off, um, basically on one side of Antarctica. Um, But when he was doing it, and I'm I'm not doing the story justice, but when he was set to do the challenge... Another guy was doing it at the exact same time, so they sort of were racing each other to do it, and, but there was only one plane that left to take them to Antarctica, and so they were on the same plane doing it together. Wow. And so it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, his website
0: is cool. And yeah. His so, book looks really good. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, he, he's got a lot of cool – I mean, he's a dynamic speaker, uh, super cool dude, but he's also, I think, holds um, the records for climbing the um, – uh, I'm trying to find it. Uh, climbing – the uh seven peaks uh the highest peaks on seven continents like in 100 days or something like the dude has just done some crazy stuff uh go check him out colinobrady.com but he got up and he got everybody fired up jacked up and um got super stoked so that and then that pretty much ended it and everyone had to be up at like four o'clock the next morning so we turned in pretty early um although i did go ham on a on a pasta bowl I kind of overdid it because they had a pasta bar mm-hmm. uh, and Co- coach Chris comes up and like at our table, we're all with the coaches and he goes, Hey guys, just remember whatever you eat now, you take with you on the mountain tomorrow. <laughs> at which point I said, actually, no, at which point I said, actually not true because what I'm eating will go through me before I go on okay, the mountain. At nobody which, needed at to which point that I actually had that. that, that got a pretty solid laugh though. So
0: okay. that was, that was,
1: that was Thursday night before the event. I just went off on such a crazy tangent. Yeah, just did. then. did.
0: You did. But the Colin O'Brady thing looks pretty cool. So aside from that, you've kind of painted the picture, what's going on. Um, what was like the biggest challenge you faced or like, you know, um, yeah, we'll just start with that.
1: The biggest challenge was definitely um, waking up early on Friday morning. At after f- a day of travel. After a day of travel, waking up at 4 a.m., and driving to the resort. And then at that point, here's where the flat st- tire will come in. At that point, I sort of, again, like could feel the flat tire, but I still pushed on it's a miracle that I got to snow basin. Um, but I almost fell asleep getting there. And then, you know, we were with a big group, but we all kind of arrived separately. So we we're all kind of doing our own thing. And there were so many people that were getting fired up and all this stuff. Um, and, that was probably the most challenging part was just getting there that first morning. Um, but then I, I had a couple of scoops of uh, BCAA or Amino Energy, and I was freaking jacked, dude. So fired up. Um,
0: yeah, I didn't hear from you for like your first three or four passes, I think.
1: Yeah, because I was just concentrating on not dying on yeah. the mountain, at least getting through four or five. And it was it was awesome. So, um, the the hike kicked off Friday morning at six. But we got there at, you know around the five a.m. mark to get breakfast, kind of stretch a little bit and whatever. Um, but Colin or Brady, so like ten minutes beforehand, he gets in front of everybody. Everybody's at the starting line. And I have a picture of it on my Instagram. Uh, everybody at the starting line, and, and he starts talking, and then like. Three minutes beforehand, he has this like perfect pause, and I actually had the video. He has this perfect pause at which point Eminem's uh, "Lose Yourself" uh, kicks on, where it's like he's like, "And you're gonna leave everything on the mountain." Pause, and he's like, "Dun dun dun," and then he just goes again, and then you hear everyone go, "Oh!" Mm-hmm. And I honestly, dude, I've never been
0: so fired up. So
1: far, well, I mean, i probably not. I shouldn't say never, but that moment got me so hype, where I honestly like. From that point forward, I just went complete like blackout of okay. Like adrenaline. Adrenaline was pumping. Um, and I mean I was towards the back though, and everyone we were everyone the, the strategy, because I'm like I'm there and I'm like, hey, what's like what's your strategy? And everyone that was in our group said we're just gonna go straight through. And I did not even thought about that. I was like, okay, we're gonna go for a couple hours, have an hour nap here, an hour nap there. But they were like, No, we're just gonna try to do all thirteen ascents through through the whatever. So I'm like that was a big shock to me. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, me, cool, yeah me too. Cool, cool. I planned on not sleeping too and just going straight through. Um,
0: so that was like one thing that was very different than your expectations going through. Oh, into- yeah,
1: for sure. Everyone's saying that they were going to do it straight through. Um, and, yeah, that kind of messed with my head a little bit because, you know, you do that first ascent. And you're like, I have 12 more of these. or you. Well, for me, I got halfway up, and I'm like, I have 13. 12 or I have 12 and a half more of these. Yeah. Um, cause that initial, cause snow basin that first, and, and there's, there's aid stations along the way. There's two aid stations to get to the top. And getting you that first aid station is most difficult. Cause when you first start, I mean, I think you gain like 500 feet of elevation in the first quarter mile, So you're going like really straight up. Um, and that's the big that was a big shock to legs, but I mean I was going so slow and I was in the back, really wanted to pace myself, not get burnt out too quickly. Yeah, you're um, good at pacing yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Adrenaline hits me and I'm like, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I I, I harness that. So yeah. and that's one of the things that even in the short training I did was not letting my like again it's all about keeping your heart rate steady. So for me, what what's the what's the max uh, BPM algorithm? It's like take 180 less your age and then that's the max amount you want your heart rate, heart rate to go zone. so like for me like if 180 minus you know 29 um that would be uh 149 uh or no 151 so it's like i didn't want my heart rate to get over that and so i was tracking that pretty quickly or pretty good and you can you can feel when your heart rate starts to elevate um yeah that was but smart yeah so so then we just went for it and it was yeah it was good
0: So aside from um, Colin getting you guys all pumped up at the beginning, was there anything else that felt like, you know, a really big breakthrough or, you know, a breath of fresh air or a point where you feel like you kind of, um, even though it was hard, like maybe hit your stride or.
1: I hit my stride. um, I lost my stride rather on the third or fourth one. I was like, I don't think I can do this. (laughs) I really was like, my legs are, they feel like a thousand pounds. I don't think I can do it. Um, And we actually had really inclement weather that, Late that afternoon into the evening, um, and so we we had we ended up having some breaks as lightning struck the gondola, shut it down a couple of times. It was pretty wild, but um, a breakthrough. I don't know. I mean, I went twenty two hours straight. So like That's from insane. from four, well from six a.m. really until you know two or three a.m. the following like Saturday um is when I went hard and I ended up going back because on my ninth ascent that was in the middle of the storm so that was that was that was really cool that that did something for me so um my ninth ascent is when it started pouring out of nowhere and again the aid stations are really spread out and you really have no cover and I was by myself in the middle of the night and literally and this is one of the most freakiest thing I mean the lightning that was striking was so freaking close it was not like you could just like you could see it almost like striking down and like right next to us so i'm like trying to pump and like expending all my energy i get to the top i get to the aid station everyone's surrounded by um this like little fire pit thing um, or a little heater. I'm soaked in water. I'm freezing. They get, like, give me like a space blanket, and then by that point, it was like one, 1 30 in the morning on Saturday. I'd been going for twenty two hours straight or whatever, and I had nothing in the tank. So that's when I actually drove back to the uh, hotel, showered, and uh, and slept for like four hours. And I think I was telling you, I, I got to the hotel. I, I got to bed at, like two a.m. and I set my alarm for five a.m. because like I'm gonna get back up at five a.m. I'm gonna go. My alarm went off at 5 a.m. I literally, my first thought was like, I'm good. Yeah. I like, well I, I did nine ascents. I did way more than I thought I was. Cause, cause the ascents, um, linked towards, or the, they, they correlate the ascents that you do to different mountain peaks. Like if you did four, that equals this mountain. If you did like nine, that equals Kilimanjaro. So like, my goal was to get to Kilimanjaro. And I think that was actually like 10 that got, or nine or 10. So I, I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm at Kilimanjaro, whatever. Um, and so I was like, I, you know, people aren't going to be mad or whatever. But then uh, one of the guys that I'm really close friends with that was doing it, his name's Corey. Uh, I knew that he was still on the mountain. And I was like, I'm going to be damned <laughs> if Corey gets that red hat and I don't. So then I, I gave Corey's my-
0: Corey's who kind of like convinced you to come out there.
1: Yeah. So Corey's the guy that convinced me to come out there. And um, I gave myself one more hour. I woke up and I said, F it and threw my gear on and then started up at 7 a.m., and then finish at 3 p.m. on um Saturday. So yeah. Got my red hat, y'all, and my in my medal, my gold medal.
0: Crazy. So crazy. Yeah. Um so would you do it again?
1: 100%. We're already talking about doing it in October next year in Vermont. Very cool. Um, it was honestly, it, what so what started out as, you know, again, just kind of a, 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 a on the whim thing two weeks before, uh, yeah, sure, I'll go fill a spot with uh, two weeks kind of out, you know, just to kind of show up, turned into one of the most incredible experiences of my life. I mean, there's so many stories that I could totally butcher and ramble on about for another hour. Um, but you
0: have been like looking for something like this too I think like you hadn't had the opportunity to do anything like it but I feel like it's been something that's been on your radar for a while like what just doing a challenge like whether it was like a half marathon or a marathon or like something related to CrossFit, you've just mm-hmm. like
1: oh so. But speaking of challenge, so that's another thing. So we didn't have any gear. I didn't have any gear before. I, like oh, no. Yeah, like, was,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it was like that. Sa- that Saturday before you. The
1: Saturday before. Uh, no, the Sunday before.
0: The Sunday before he left. He literally had like 24 hours until his plane was taking off, and he's like, "Oh, I think I should go to REI and get like." No, uh, so
1: no. Sunday would have been like four days before. Not I don't know. Hours. Whatever.
0: It was. You didn't have that much time before you left, and you had the packing list and you were like, I guess I should go get like the headlamp or whatever else Mm -hmm. it says. And then we're like kind of taking our time, like hours into uh, REI. I know.
1: So we got well, we went straight to REI. Yeah. Yeah, And then then I
0: was like, uh, do you have shoes? And you were like, Oh,
1: I was going to wear my nobles, my, my cross trainers.
0: That would have been so dumb. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have probably made it if you had those
1: <laughs> shoes. Yeah. So like I see the guy who really wanted us to know that he ran ultra marathons. Um, he's like, Hey, welcome to RIA. I run ultra marathons. I, I, I did, not bo- that <laughs>
0: did not bother me at all. He looked no,
1: like it he did ultra no, marathons. No, it didn't bother me. It was just really funny. He's like, yeah. So these shoes again, cause I run ultra marathons. Um, <laughs> he did I, say it then, like
0: six <laughs> times, but I thought it was relevant every yeah. time he said it.
1: So he got in, in, um, link in the description below. I'll, I'll tag out all my gear. Cause I got a crash course on, um, on what to hike or what to buy for this kind of stuff if you're going to do it. The shoes I had were these Hoka, like cross training hiking boots, they were amazing. Um, ten out of ten recommend. Got some, you know, long sleeves and you know, some wool socks, you know, that I was Yeah, a, I had to mm-hmm.
0: convince you to get wool socks. Yep, you that's were like, a good Why thing. Why do I need these? Why are they all dark? I want white socks. I was like, You're gonna be on a mountain. You yep. need these. Oh, yeah, because I wanna I wanna look co- I like
1: white socks. I was like, no, I want to look cool, like for pictures and stuff. And um yeah, I got my wool socks, got my headlamp, which I actually left um on top of the mountain. What Yep, during the delay. What? Yeah, we had a couple of delays. So, um, Come on. whatever. Um, so yeah, we'll link all that stuff. I, it's so funny. I came back and I, I got, um, he's been bitten. I've been bitten by this, this bug, and I, 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 everyone had on these dope watches, like these Garmin watches. And I was like, oh, like, what is that? So I got to talk to somebody. I was like, what, what's the deal with the watch? He goes, oh, it's this Garmin. Da-da-da. It's sick. It tracks this, this, this. It's got these maps on it. And so when I got back, like the day after, I went and picked, uh, picked up the, the new Phoenix 7X Solar sapphire watch 51 millimeter big old honking thing um that i've been rocking and um
0: as we explained in episode one of wine stains i suddenly like years into being married to you have realized that you have a tech thing and that's how this podcast started was because you just like decided to buy all this equipment and then it was cameras and video stuff. Now it's crazy Garmin watches. Yeah, see,
1: because sometimes sometimes you just got to fire before you're, you're ready to aim. Like, you just get this stuff, and it sort of forces you to... Yeah,
0: I'm ready, fire, aim. Connor's just like, fire! <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss?
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm like, fire. Oh, this is actually pretty cool. And I think... But uh, so... I but that does play into. I'm just a big thing or a big proponent of just get the stuff. Like if you want to do it, just go get it, and everything will kind of work out. Which brings me into the quote that we were talking about earlier. That's been on my mind lately um, in terms of doing some marketing stuff or you know personal self development and growth, whatever. Um, I was listening to somebody talk about investing in yourself. And he said, you know, one of the lessons that he learned what, and I, I don't know who he was, forgive me, but he said one of the lessons that he learned was, hey, I'm gonna learn this lesson eventually, either by A, with time, or B, by spending money. So essentially, spending money on something can ex- can shorten the curve or the learning curve. Um, it's like
0: hiring someone too, like hiring a- Well, it's
1: like hiring somebody, but it's like, dude, you're really gonna figure this out on your own and it's gonna take 10 years, or you can pay the expert, now and learn it in a month or a day or whatever it is um and i've always kind of well i shouldn't say always i mean obviously if you don't have the money then don't you know don't do something crazy that you're going to regret but if it is
0: like debt that is uncomfortable or you can't yeah but
1: again but you're also going to hear me like there's like obviously the whole debt conversation, people just get super... Cal- just calculated. Just yeah, re- you have to, res- yeah, you have to responsible, be... Responsible. Yeah, responsible, responsible and calculated. Yeah. Um, and so and so, like even with with the watches and all this stuff, like uh, these are things that are going to hopefully improve my life. And so I'm... Uh, Again, I'm just a mountain man, and <laughs> I.
0: The Garmin watch thing is is like nostalgic for me in a way because it, oh, did you? Yeah, because oh, back you
1: did. In
0: my days of uh, doing fitness challenges and running, half did
1: they even hands, have smart watches when yeah, you were growing Yeah, they had up?
0: Garmin's. I had a Garmin that was like
1: <laughs> Caitlyn's. Garmin was the actual Garmin block that no, you used to put in cars that you have to little, carry with you.
0: <laughs> no, it was a cute little Garmin that it was like the OG Instagram days, and that was like all of my Instagram photos was a photo of my Garmin with like my time or whatever mm,
1: yeah well this is the garmin 7x solar sapphire wow. uh, so i can't even
0: i keep trying to write it down for the show notes but it has so many words in the title I'm phoenix like, what, what it, what
1: well phoenix saying? with an f phoenix 7x phoenix solar sapphire f,
0: like with no with no h just phoenix f-e-n-i-x okay phoenix solar
1: okay 'll we'll talk fighter. about we'll talk, we'll talk about this <laughs> off air um, but that was the 29 nine 29 challenge and I 10 out of 10 recommend the the coaches were freaking amazing the volunteers that were there like every aid station they were ringing cowbells and just making you feel like an absolute freaking rock star the entire time um, the the girl who MC the event was killer she like remembered your name did like 36 hours straight of like commentating people coming down the mountain and stopping you and congratulating Congratulating you. Yeah, it looks pretty um, cool. Which
0: speaking of which, you did send um my, me and my family a really great, me and our family a really great recap video of it that we'll put in the show notes too, because it was a pretty sick YouTube. Yeah, which video. is
1: where we got the the song from. So <laughs> yeah, my uh, you know, so that was twenty and so you know, you do you know, again 13 Ascents, do 12 Ascents in a white bib, and then on your 13th you get the dope red bib, which is your final ascent. Then you get up there, you get the red hat. And again, one of the most incredible experiences of my life, both mentally challenging, physically challenging, spiritually challenging, just challenging in all aspects. And I definitely, um, believe that I'm a better man, person, husband, um, all the great things because of it. And hopefully we can continue to build on the lessons that I learned about myself being on the mountain, um, and I just wasn't, ex- again, we talk about expectations. I wasn't expecting it to have as big of an impact on me as it did. Um, not only to, to be able to say that I accomplished it, but again, that community that you felt of everybody going through the suck together. It was, um, it was absolutely, it was really incredible.
0: Awesome. Well- but
1: I will say one thing. It was coming back was probably more challenging than.
0: Oh, true. Well, we can <laughs> let's briefly talk about that and then we'll close it out. But um, yeah, I'm super proud of you for doing it. Thought it was great that you um, didn't not not that you threw caution to the wind, but that you said, "Sure, I'll go out there and I'll give it a try," yeah. and you did it. So I'm proud of you. And the way back, though, as we joked earlier, that resulted in another three thirty four a.m. airport pickup because
1: because we were delayed coming out of Denver five or six hours and. For those of you who don't know, I have something that hopefully in Jesus' name goes away quickly. Uh, it's like spontaneous angioedema, which basically means that at any given point in time, my lips can just swell up.
0: Or you can get hives. It started with hives. hives last year. Actually, it started last year just before we started the podcast, and he, his whole body went into hives, resulted in an emergency room visit. Yeah, so then-
1: say a prayer for me. So 5 p.m., right as I board the plane, I feel like this pinch in my mouth, and I'm like, Oh, sick. All right, here we go. And sure enough, um, get off the plane in Norfolk, and my lips are, I mean.
0: Yeah, it looks like he gets, like, I mean, just, I don't even so know. So much like, Botox. In, yeah, yeah. It looks like, um, it, lip injections, like gone seriously wrong. Like botched. Like, like yeah. I would
1: be a, I would be a contestant on the show or not a contestant, but a person on the show botched.
0: Yeah. It looks like a botched plastic surgery is yeah. how swollen his lips get. Yeah.
1: So that was super fun at four 30 in the morning in Norfolk, um, running into people that you know, and having to wear a mask because you don't want people staring at you like you are uh, a mutant. So that was, that was a horrible coming back. Um, but we did it. We're here. We're proud. Um, I've really got no other thoughts to say thank you to the 29029 team. Thank you for all the haters for saying that I couldn't do it. I did it in your face. And if you do have a chance to do the the challenge, I highly recommend you do it. I'm going to try to get Caitlin um, to go with me next year in Vermont. And we're going to be some hiking sons of guns. I'll do it. All right, there you go. Okay, so Kate, okay, we just committed to Vermont next year. But I think it's in Vermont. I got to make sure, but- um, Oh boy,
0: I don't like the cold though, so that's not going to work for me. Anyhow, thanks everybody as always for tuning in to today's episode. We'll see you next time. Peace. Mount Everest ain't got shit on me. Mount
1: Everest ain't got shit on me. Cause I'm on top of the
0: world. I'm on top of the world. Yeah. March Dubai ain't got shit on me,
1: you can touch the sky, but you ain't got shit on me, cause I'm on top of the world, I'm on top of the world, yeah.